Hey everybody, it's Gabe. Just uh, wanted to do a quick like five to ten minutes. This will probably take video. Um, we apologize, Jay and I, for uh, the late release for the connection, which will be coming out probably around the same time this drops. I think I'll drop this on Com Connection Media Presents. It's its own little like one-time thing. I'll call it like Gabe's five minutes or whatever the fuck. But anyways, yeah, I have COVID. It finally got me after over two years now. I finally got got the big bad virus. Um, whoops. <laughs> Just that type of day. Uh, finally got the big bad virus. Felt like shit all week. Thought it was allergies. Everybody was saying allergies have been running rampant on people who get bad allergies, which I do from time to time. Uh, but yeah, COVID, COVID got me. The Richie Meco connection, though, that podcast was going to be, we were recording that earlier in the week, and Jay couldn't record that episode because he was sick. I was, at that time, just getting sick, so I muscled through it, sort of. We did an interview with the Hurt Business guys about the Canelo fight and the Crawford fight that could possibly happen in the future, that stuff. We'll drop that. I'll put that interview at the end of the interview, or not interview, uh, podcast I'm about to do with Jay in just a few minutes after I do this. But I just wanted to do this quick little little uh, pod, uh, just just to get across some points on the NFL from last week, and and maybe do some picks heading into this week, uh, if you don't mind. So please bear with me, and just so also the podcast I'll do with Jay in just a few moments. We're gonna talk about the serious stuff. We're gonna talk about the Doka situation, of course, which is we're still waiting on more details from that, but we're gonna talk about that. We're going to talk about, of course, the Brett Favre situation that nobody's talking about and sort of the coverage around that or lack thereof. Um, and we're going to talk about the Robert Sarver situation. And if me and Jay, you know, I know it's a lot of money. Maybe if we put our money together, we will be able to buy the Suns. No, but yeah, the it'll probably be a, a much more serious pod than you're used to from us. And we're going to be recording that in just a few minutes. But real quick. Just wanted to get a few things across. Most of this is football, but I had at the top LeBron went bald. You know the TNT guys are always telling him to come home, and yeah, it's good. It's good to see he came home and he's got a nice head. Um, but yeah, quick last week in football. This is so dated now. I wrote down these notes forever ago, but got to get it out there. Just a little fun, quick things. The Falcons found a new way to break their fans. So I was talking to Gene, friend of the pod, uh, podcast suicida host uh, on the Connection Media Presents, uh, who's a Falcons fan, how they always find new ways to torture their fans. Of course, there was the Super Bowl 51, but there was even before then, they would always have terrible, give up terrible comebacks. Of course, Super Bowl 51 is cream of the crop with that. But last week... You know, you expect the Falcons to suck, right? But they get off to this big lead. And I'm sure their fans are thinking, hey, maybe the season won't be so so bad. And of and it's week one. It's the only day this bad team, this is the only chance they get to suck their fans in because it's week one and you don't really know what to expect. And they give up that lead. Apologies for the deep breathing. <laughs> this, obviously, uh, I'm in the heat of COVID right now. It's not just the, oh, asymptomatic. It's like, oh, no, I, I do have COVID. Anyways, week two, they switch it up. They get off to a bad start and come back 
suck their fans in that way. Oh, we're the team that's coming back this time just to throw it away at the end. So I just think it's funny that they're truly torturing their fans. Um, that Bills game last Monday night, um, terrible injury to, to Jackson there on the defense. And he was ambulanced out. But it looks like that uh, he's there's no serious injury. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case anybody saw the game and forgot about the injury after and maybe now might have been wondering what happened to the guy. Uh, he's going to be okay. So that was good to see. Chiefs Chargers. So I'm recording this on Friday. And the Browns-Steelers game happened last night. So this is super dated. But I just, yeah, Chiefs are legit. Herbert extremely talented and i've probably said this on the pod before extremely talented but he gets a lot of praise for a guy who hasn't won anything and i can't remember a lot of moments where he's come up big uh he made a lot of shitty he he made a lot of shitty moves their defense the Chargers' defense held the chiefs to 20 points they lost that game because of the pick six herbert throws at the end of the game of course there's the rib injury. I hope he gets better soon. He had a couple sick throws even with the injury. No one's doubting his toughness. Nobody's doubting his talent. But he got in a much like we've seen this before. We saw this in the Super Bowl uh, where the Bucks torched the Chiefs. And Patrick Mahomes is getting all this praise. And it's like, no, Brady just won a Super Bowl with his first year in a new team. And you guys are talking about Patrick Mahomes because he made one really cool-looking incomplete pass. Um, and now Patrick Mahomes is the guy, <laughs> and people are praising Herbert. When it's like, dude, this guy's doing nothing with something. People are so ready to put Herbert on top. People are so ready to put Josh Allen, Josh Allen, who's fantastic, my MVP pick. But they're so ready to uh, knock Mahomes off the totem pole. And it's like, dude, just appreciate greatness while it's in front of you. Um, but yeah. On to the, you know, I'm a Patriots fan. Patriots-Steelers last week. Of course, the Steelers now two L's in a row. But Mac Jones, he looks really average right now. And that's okay when you have an, a fantastic team around you. But even then, it's really, you really need one of those guys at the quarterback position. And I'm not sure if Mac Jones, maybe he'll get better, maybe he won't. People keep comparing it to Brady early on. The defense carried Brady, blah, blah, blah. I recently, last year, I watched Super Bowl 38 versus Carolina. Brady made some fantastic plays in that game. He was really good. The Patriots put up a lot of points. I believe the final score was 32 to 29. So don't don't just try to like fit your narrative in there like Brady was a bum when he first showed up. He wasn't a bum. He wasn't the Brady we know now. He wasn't 07 Brady, but he wasn't bad either. Uh, but yeah, Mac... I'm rooting for him. I don't think he sucks, but he's certainly not one of those those guys. And there's a lot of those guys to come out in the past few years who are really good quarterbacks, really talented. And I don't know if Mac is one of them. Uh, also, it was Robert Kraft's 500th win as a Patriots as a Patriots owner, and it was in Pittsburgh. And that's pretty cool because I I hate the Steelers and their fans, and it's nice to see that Kraft. Still feels the rivalry himself. A one-sided rivalry, by the way. Um, Buck Saints. People were saying, oh, Brady looks like shit. Everybody looks like shit. Um, of course, this is Brady in the Bucks' house of horrors ever since he's gotten there. 
uh, 0-4 in the regular season. Of course, they got that one playoff game versus the Saints. But 0-4 in New Orleans versus New Orleans in general. But this game, you know, Brady versus Winston, this game, it's 3-3. It's, it's, it's a low-scoring game. It's a shit fest the whole time. And the longer it stayed 3-3, the better I felt about the game. The fact that the Bucks were not playing well and the Saints couldn't pull away. The Bucks' defense is phenomenal, by the way. And, and that that is definitely what kept them in the game. But, of course, there's the Mike, Mike Evans-Lattimore fight that happens where Lattimore gets in Brady's face. A bunch of shit's going on. Lattimore gets in. Lattimore, who sort of has Evans' number, gets in Brady's face. And uh, Mike Evans takes this opportunity to <laughs> shove him to the ground. And they start banging and, and all a bunch of shit happens. But yeah, the Bucks. After that fight, I felt even better about the Bucks because Jameis starts throwing interceptions. Brady finds the long ball. He started having some good throws, and the Bucks beat their kryptonite. They beat the Saints in the House of Horrors with no Evans for the second half, no Godwin, and no Julio. And um, they beat a Dallas team that won the week after versus Cincinnati. Not saying that's that's a crazy feat or anything, but it is something. And uh, I think the defense re- looks really good, and I feel good about picking them to win the Super Bowl. Now, this was the game of the week, the Dolphins and the Raiders uh, shootout, which tangentially killed me in fantasy because I was going up against Waddle. Even though I had Nick Chubb who had three touchdowns, Waddle murdered me, had 40 fantasy points. Tua looked phenomenal, of course, but... Listen, none of those throws were, and by the way, I admit I'm wrong. He, just by that, he's much better than I ever thought he was. Just by that performance alone. Never thought he could do something like that. That being said, I'm not ready to throw him in the MVP discussion or anything. I think he does have incredible weapons. He has a great offensive mind behind him. I will say, and I'm a big Flores supporter, Flores seem to not fuck with him and having a coach that does fuck with him can do wonders for a young quarterback's confidence. And these are all things that play into how Tua uh, performs on the field. All that being said, none of the throws were uber impressive. A lot of the stuff was right there for him. So I'm not going to... I'm going to hold my breath on the Tua Hall of Fame discussion. That being said, it was a great game. It was a great game uh, back and forth. And I don't know what we've learned from it yet. I don't think the Ravens are bad. I think this is a game on the road that got away from them. I do think Miami's a pretty good team. And it's going to be really exciting to see them versus the Bills, who have a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the field uh, going into this next game. But yeah, props to Tua. My apologies to Tua. He, uh... Do I think he's Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes? No. Do I think he's Tom Brady? No. Do I think he's uh, Justin Herbert? No. But he looked a lot better than a Dak Prescott or a Winston or a Ryan Tannehill out there. Like, he looked a lot better than middle of the pack. That's for sure. With six touchdowns, what else could I say? Um, Moving on. Giants 2-0. 2-0, congrats to the Giants. Let's see if they keep it up. I like the energy coming out of that team. Russell Wilson murdered me in fantasy. By that, I mean he's on my team and he murdered me. He did nothing. The coach, there's 
there's like laughable stuff every week with this guy and it's it's getting kind of weird and I know he's supposed to be the super smart guy off the field just in general has a really high IQ or something like that uh, I'm noticing a trend with him and Matt Patricia and other guys it's like maybe you should have been academic because football might not be for you um, as I say just sitting in my room with COVID <laughs> uh, Jets versus the Browns very exciting uh, the Browns fans with the Watson stuff beforehand with like, they had like a blow up doll. I'm not going to get into it. They were doing some disgusting stuff. You don't have to root against the guy, I guess. If he's on your team, you can root for the laundry, but just like straight up defending his actions basically is, is very, very gross. And that's what they were doing. And I hope karma comes to them, uh, even though they've experienced nothing for the past 60 years. I, I really hope they get they they have nothing to root for which sucks because i like some of the players on that team but that that was a really disgusting act the eagles look fantastic the bills 20 and 0 20 and 0 bills fans and um yeah i'm bouncing around here the colts lose again um oh and two since the merger in 1970 just 38 of 400 teams have made the playoffs after starting oh and two so if your team is 0-2 right now, it's a really bad sign. Um, recent teams that managed to pull that off are not like Super Bowl-bound teams or like teams that won the Super Bowl or anything impressive. It was the 2018 Texans and the Seahawks in 2018 that accomplished that. Both those teams lost in a wild card round. Uh, the Bengals, another team 0-2. It, it might just be... I remember there was a time in the late 2000s early 2010s at least, where if your team lost the Super Bowl, odds are you weren't even going to make the playoffs next year. I just remember that being a trend. I won't get into it right now because I'm trying to wrap this up so I can record with Jay. But yeah. Uh, and then, ooh, I have to pull up this. <laughs> the Texans are still the Texans, and somehow Lovey Smith is their coach, which I didn't realize till a week ago. But I have to, I have to tell you guys the stat. So, yeah, we all know Levy Smith from the Chicago Bears days and everything. But listen to this stat because he's bounced around since then. So, right, apparently Levy Smith led, left the NFL. He went to Illinois where he went 17-39. and 39. He went back to the NFL, became a defensive coordinator for the Texans where the defense was 27th out of 32 teams uh, when it comes to points allowed and yards allowed. And now, all of a sudden, he's become the Texans head coach. So, yeah, we've talked about, like, African-American coaches not getting a fair shot in the NFL on this podcast before. If the, <laughs> I hope this isn't the NFL's way of fix uh, addressing that problem because Levy Smith is not who we all had in mind. Uh, but, yeah, that's, it, it's just funny how franchises that have no idea what they're doing end up together with coaches that are just abysmal. But yeah, that's that's all I have for you guys today. And yeah, hopefully we'll be back to a regular schedule next week. And, and yeah, thanks guys. Real quick, oops, real quick. Don't leave just yet. I got to do my quick NFL picks. So I've got the Dolphins beating the Bills. I've got the Bengals beating the Jets. I've got the Raiders beating the Titans. I've got the Saints beating the Panthers. And uh, Matt Rule getting fired after the game, Herm Edwards style. I've got the Patriots being the Ravens at home. I have the Lions 
The Vikings are going to win on some bullshit versus the Vikings. The the Vikings are going to win on some bullshit versus the Lions. Uh, the Eagles kill the Commanders. The Chiefs kill the Colts. The Bears beat the Texans. No, the Texans are going to beat the Bears. The Chargers are going to beat the Jaguars. The Rams are going to beat the Cardinals. And the Packers. Uh, Tampa Bay beats the Packers. I think Tampa Bay is really good, and people just don't realize it yet. Um <sighs> The Falcons beat the Seahawks, I guess. The Niners beat the Broncos. And the Giants beat the Cowboys. 